Doug Tyrrell History and Comment is available on Google Podcast. Hello, friends. I'm Doug Tyrrell. This is History and Comment for Thursday, the 5th day of January, 2023. The Great Frost, or Great Winter, begins across Europe in 1709. Temperatures were lower that year than any other in the past five centuries. Climate researchers cannot connect any known weather patterns to the severe winter that killed thousands due to exposure and famine. The weather is largely driven by solar radiation, and the amount of energy involved is massive. Contemplate, if you will, the amount of energy in a light breeze, or to evaporate the water from an inch rain over a single square mile. That's 17,400,000 gallons if you're counting. Army General and Explorer Zebulon Pike was born in New Jersey in 1779. He will spend much of his early life in the Old Northwest. He was an Army Lieutenant and just 26 when he was asked to begin exploring the Louisiana Purchase. Benedict Arnold is working for the Brits by 1781 and leads their forces in the burning of Richmond, Virginia. Arnold is a case study in where whining and an attitude of I deserve can take you. Now it's human to want what we feel we have earned, and within reason honorable. But Arnold went too far. He felt underappreciated in the Continental Army, despite the fact he was a general officer and there were not many of those. So he betrayed loyalties. He would show those Americans... But the British just used him for their purpose and a token reward. After the war and living in England, the military and social circles wanted nothing to do with him, for his character had been publicly shown to be absent. If he would do that to the Americans, he certainly would do it again. David Crockett, once a U.S. representative from Tennessee, had moved west to seek his fortune in the new Republic of Texas, or that was the hope. Crockett was 49 years old when he arrived in Nagadoches, Texas, to give aid to the revolution there on this day in 1836. Crockett had a burr under his saddle also. He had failed to win re-election, partly due to differences with President Andrew Jackson in general and the Indian Removal Act particularly. The U.S. House votes to approve a fixed border at the 49th parallel in the Oregon Territory in 1846. The regions west of the Rocky Mountains had not been defined in the 1818 treaty, and the area had been used by both countries. The idea that there is always a conflict between labor and management is misguided. There are cases of good and bad managers. The entertainer Steve Earle is pretty vocal in his pro-organized labor views, stating that if you have a boss, you need a union. That is biased and not conducive to good relations. It is tantamount to walking in with a drawn weapon. There may be an equal number of counter-stories, but Henry Ford announces an eight-hour workday and a minimum daily wage of $5 in 1914, a sizable increase from $2.40 for a nine-hour workday. Society often demonizes slavery in the agricultural South, but little is said of working conditions for the common labor in the northern factories. Actress and first wife of Ronald Reagan, Jane Wyman, is born in 1917. Radio host, record producer, and founder of Sun Records, Sam Phillips, is born in 1923. Merle Haggard, in his song on the subject, claims, Bonnie was a waitress in a small cafe. Clyde Barrow was the rounder that took her away. There is some fact in the song. On this day in 1930, Bonnie Parker first meets Clyde Barrow at the house of a mutual friend. She was 19 
and Clyde was 20. The crime spree will start in the spring two years later and will last less than 18 months. Construction begins on the Golden Gate Bridge in 1933. The project will take four years and $35 million then, which is in excess of half a billion in today's money. It was completed early and under budget. That alone is a significant feat. One has to wonder why we do not have projects on the same scale today. When you think there is a long list of projects in the first half of the 20th century that were awe-inspiring and pushed engineering of the day. The Golden Gate Bridge is one, the St. Louis Arch, and several bridges in New York City are others. Hidden to most folks, but in the 1960s, the coal fields in the Midwest were populated with massive machines that were mobile and the size of large buildings. In their way, they were inspiring also. As a country, we build things of all sizes, from radios to world-class bridges, and much of the work was close at hand. Fathers, and most boys and girls had one close by, but that's another topic, could take their families to the factory occasionally. If it was a smaller factory, maybe regularly. It was an education without walls. Skills and knowledge were gained without much effort. That is gone for most Americans. Fathers are rare, safety issues, and the loss of actual manufacturing jobs have all contributed to the condition. The Soviet Union recognizes the pro-Soviet Polish government in 1945. President Truman, in his 1949 State of the Union address, unveils his repackaging of Roosevelt's New Deal and calls it the Fair Deal. Very little of it managed to get through Congress. At the heart of both initiatives was what Roosevelt called an economic bill of rights. They sound wonderful, but are nearly impossible for the government to provide and continue to be non-intrusive. President Eisenhower establishes what will be called the Eisenhower Doctrine in the Middle East. The concept was countries in the region could request military aid. Bozo the Clown was created in the late 1940s as a children's read-along record and over time morphed into a bigger franchise. In 1959, he began appearing on local television stations as a live children's show. The first local version was on KTLA in Los Angeles. Creedence Clearwater Revival, after a decade of struggles to gain a foothold as a group, released their second studio album, Bayou Country, in 1969. There will be a total of five in the next 24 months. The year before, the single Susie Q is their first charting song. Bayou Country contains their second and first top ten, Proud Mary. The group will have four number twos and not a single number one hit. President Nixon signs the bill that begins the space shuttle program in 1972, just days after the last Apollo moon mission. We have taught before how the Democrats are strongly united as opposed to Republicans. As this is recorded, it appears the seventh vote for House Speaker will not elect one for lack of a majority. Only eight have taken more than three ballots, but we are far from the record. In 1820, it took 133 ballots. As contentious as we think our politics are today, they are not much different than they have been since the birth of this nation. That's history and comment for the fifth day of January. I'm Doug Tyrrell. Now go do something worth remembering.